Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Welcome to the day. Those who've been up for a while, welcome to the afternoon. Another incredible opportunity for us to get a little bit better, which is really the goal of life. It's not to get anywhere in specific. It's just to get a little bit better every day. I hope that's what we're going to be. Let's hope that's what we do here. We just try to get a little better every day. We've been talking a lot about happiness and we're doing it in a way I hope that is a little bit more deliberate than just listening to it once, getting it, getting a, a, a quote and, and moving on. I got an email from an incredible woman last week or two days ago about the impact of gratitude that has had on her life. It was astounding how she started to do gratitude exercises for months and just what it, how it changed her whole life perspective. Where we went yesterday was in this down this road that the things that are happening in the outside world are really just neutral to us. Like if we can just really like delve into it today a little bit and get it. What takes place outside me is neutral. That's why, in, again, let's leave out extremes because extremes are difficult. But that's why when we talk about almost everything in life, it depends right? It depends. Who's watching the game? Because if you tell me who's watching the game, it will depend on who's watching the game for us to determine what the reaction is to the game. Because the game itself is neutral. If you break it down, it's just a game. It's neutral. It doesn't have any inherent meaning. The meaning that it has, the meaning that I give it, so if I grew up in New York and I'm watching a game, the game that I'm watching has an impact on me, not because of the game, because of my schema, because of my upbringing, because of my friends, because of the, the, the proximity of my house to the field, because of whatever. And this applies not just in what we see and what we do, who we are, right? If I would have grown up in you know, some kibbutz in Israel, I probably wouldn't be following the NFL. I probably would be saying football is not what you play in the NFL. Football is what you play with your feet, which is what like every European tells me every time more I talk to them about football. They're like, no, that's not real football. Football is with your feet. I'm like, no, it's not. Come on. We're Americans. The whole world revolves around us. You know how we think. Football is clearly what takes place in the NFL. I may, I may not have even the muscles that I developed as a child playing American sports. So even the muscle memory of my body may be much more geared towards rewiring how my feet work because I'm on a kibbutz in Israel where soccer is the number one sport versus how my hands work because I grew up in a, in a world where basketball was the big sport. And so you mostly focused on how your arms move. The, the world around me is just sending me information, but it is, is this. 
It's the filter that makes it meaningful. That's why when you study more, you realize how you start to feel differently. Right? When you, when you see somebody acting inappropriately and then find out that they're suffering from some condition, you're like, oh, I didn't realize. Well, why do you feel better for? They're still acting inappropriately. Because the first time you saw them, you thought that they were just like you. And so you were upset because you expected more from them. And then once you realize that maybe they were suffering from something that you didn't realize, oh, no, that's okay. So is it okay or not okay that they're acting that way? Well, it depends. It depends. When you find out, I told a story last night at, a, at a, the, an event for Project Inspire about an individual who came to this country in the late 1930s, early 40s. He left his family to make money and was here for six months. And after six months was about to go back when his business partner basically stole all the money from him and he couldn't go back. He had to spend six more months here. Now, is that a bad situation? That's horrible. Horrible. Because here's a guy that came from Europe, from Poland to America to, to, to try to raise some money for his family, worked for six months to do so. And then right before he was about to get on the, the, the boat back, the business partner basically had them falsify doc documents and emptied out the bank accounts, setting him back six more months of being alone in, in the United States in the late four, while his family was in, in Europe. Horrible, right? Well, what happened was he had no other option but to apply for citizenship and rebuild his own business. And then when he did that after six months and he went to Europe, then the Nazis had invaded Poland. And so while no one was able to leave the country, he was an American citizen. And he got his whole family out. So now when he's on the, when, when you're sitting and talking to him, right when he realized that all of his friends are going back home and he just got swindled out of all his money, is that a good thing or a bad thing? It depends. If you can see into the future and realize that the six extra months of working hard without his family saved his whole family, he would go, that's a really good thing. But he can't see into the future. So where you are right now, is it good or is it bad? Right? It's, it's all perspective. It's all neutral. So if the world is, again, let's leave extremes out because we, it's hard to grow. And every time our, we start to grow in an area, our brains start going, yeah, but what about, we'll leave, we'll leave that out. Leave out the extremes. Most of, with God's help, life plays in the middle. So if, if you think of it like that, that everything around me is really neutral. And that means that the way you feel really has more to do with how you think than what's going on. It's the schema that's really causing you to feel happy or feel upset because the thing is neutral. Now, you may think it's not neutral because it's, you've been conditioned to expect it, right? Most people, including myself, did not think that the 24-whatever-hour blackout that we experienced last week was neutral. It's only because I live in a world where I've gotten used to having electricity. It would have totally been neutral to my grandmother. So that means that the electricity is still neutral. 
schema is a filter that our minds have in which we can process the world. Okay, now let's, let's really start to focus. Why is it that the studies we mentioned yesterday, people with gratitude journals, all of a sudden have more energy, are much more physically fit, are much more optimistic, are much more successful? Kids that experience gratitude are able to be more successful in their studies. Adults, people with cardiac, uh, with um, muscular disease, feels more, feel more positive, feel stronger. Why is, why is it that the gratitude unlocks this cascade of benefits so much so that Professor McCullough and Robert Emmon says that. Gratitude is better than Prozac. It's just more of a targeted approach. So if we think about it, what gratitude does is gratitude is a targeted response to to the thing that is in front of me. If you're grateful, what you're doing is you're taking things that are in your perspective And you are conditioning yourself to change your response to that thing. Either highlighting things that were totally not in your line of vision. Or reshuffling what you see the things that are in front of you. So if I train myself to wake up in the morning and appreciate just eyesight... Like, imagine doing that. Like, waking up in the morning and opening your eyes and being like, I cannot believe I can see. Like, this is insane. Let's assume. Or how about just life? How about just life after these, after what we all went through these past five months, waking up in the morning and being like, oh, I'm, I'm alive. Just that pleasure, you're going to take something that's out of your filter, out of your schema, that gives you no pleasure right now. Eyesight gives somebody no pleasure. People that don't appreciate eyesight, they don't have pleasure from it. It's just a given. It's a physical thing that you're used to. So now it is just a given. Just like the kids that get the the game systems and they start playing them. And after a month, they're not like, oh my God, this is amazing. Now you are bringing into your world a cascade of positive feelings from something that you never appreciated before, but you have already. And so if you start your day, by the way, this is why we have a concept called prayer. And if you pray in the morning, you realize that there's an entire sort of list of blessings that you give every morning, not because God's like, really, can you give me some props? It's because God is saying, if you just follow the script, you'll get there. I got this. I run this world. Like I know how you work. I built you. Just follow the script. Say a bunch of blessings in the morning and appreciate what you have. And by the time you get out of the house, before you start your day, you're going to cover like your, your life, your eyesight, walking, clothing, shoes, consciousness. You're going to walk out and be like, I can't believe I get the greatest life ever. If God would mess with any one of those things, my whole life would be over. 
whatever it is that let me whatever it is that we're looking for today mostly is less important than most of what we already have but don't appreciate people's usual days the things that frustrate people pale into comparison to most of what they already have but don't appreciate so gratitude starts the process of bringing into our world positive energy. And why is that so critical for? Because remember, we, the brain is built to survive. Greatness is a choice, right? That's the revised system. You've got to opt into greatness. You don't have to opt into survival. And your brain will always make you survive more than anything. Negative feelings are much closer to survival needs than positive feelings. Negative feelings are usually there to protect you. It's easier to allow negativity to swim swim through your mind because when you allow negativity to swim through your mind, usually you are going to be aware of dangers, of problems, of issues so that you can survive them. If you have a choice to go negative, to go positive, there are positive and negative people. I'm saying if you have a choice in your brain, usually the negative makes more survival sense because if you've got an issue and you've got something to be grateful for, if you're not grateful, you'll survive. If the issue is life-threatening, you won't. So your brain is much more inclined to spend its time on that which you don't have than that which you do have because that which you don't have will keep you alive. We have to be the ones to discern between the risks that are not important. The brain won't do it on its own. It'll condition itself. It's a computer. It's not your soul. It's not who you are. The computer will condition itself to feel more comfortable wallowing in negativity, even if it's not life-threatening, right? We have something called the amygdala hijack, which is whenever you're in a fight, when, when you're in a dangerous situation, it triggers a fight or flight mechanism. Wonderful. It's meant for real danger. Today, if someone gets up to present, they feel the same feelings as if someone was walking in a forest and saw a snake. Why? If you present and someone doesn't like it, it's not going to kill you. The brain doesn't make that distinction. The brain feels a threat, even if it's a social threat. And when you feel some threat or stress, it triggers everything. But it wasn't meant for that. It was meant for the moments of of real danger. Yeah, it's called your brain. It's a computer. That's how it works. We're mad at our brain now? You mad at your 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 abs? Are you mad at your legs? No, it's a computer. It inclines towards survival things. That's why today people are much more stressed because we live in a world that is constantly demanding on us. So we have what's called chronic stress. It comes from the part of our brain that was meant to do to give us stress appropriately. We're supposed to have stress when we're dealing with life-threatening situations. Stress isn't an issue. People that go through different pockets of stress, it's fairly healthy. The unhealthy stress is when it's always stressing your muscles, stressing your mind isn't a problem when it's done in 
the right intervals, stressing it 24 seven is killing us. So we have these pieces of our minds that are meant for our benefit, but when you apply them to the modern world, it can drive you crazy. And one of them is the feelings of negativity. Negativity keeps you alive. And by the way, it's a fairly positive thing to learn how to deal with negative emotions. In fact, the studies show that if you want to be successful, how you deal with negativity is much better than always being in the world of positive. But that's for those moments that you need it for. It's not for a a constant way of life. It's for those unique moments when you're about to do something big and you have to be honest with yourself and you can't be Pollyannish about it. But the consistency of the negativity it blocks all the other emotions from coming up because the negativity overwhelms. And we, we all have been through this before. You ever had that feeling where like, I had to, I'll never forget this once. This was like a story for the ages. We once went to a, I'll never forget this. We once went to a, a, a party. I don't want to say what type of party. I don't know who's listening. We once went to a party. And the, the, the person in charge, the, 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 the host of the party was planned it for a long time. It was the wedding of their daughter. So this was the, um, the party that took place afterwards. It's called the seven blessings, the Sheva Brachot, whatever. And it was like the big one. And she did this whole thing, whatever. The hostess worked so hard on it and it was beautiful and it was wonderful everything, everyone looked great. Everyone's married. Everything's beautiful. Everything's wonderful. It's like on the list of like a million things, it's like 999,000 are all right. The flowers, when it came in, it came in and it was like a little dead or fra- I don't know. I'm not holding in flowers. My wife is much better at this. I don't even know there's flowers on the table unless she points it out to me, but she so apparently flowers weren't what it should be. And this hostess was upset about it but she was hoping nobody realized so there people were online to wish her mazel tov you're gorgeous it's gorgeous you look gorgeous everything's gorgeous you're gorgeous kiss kiss you're gorgeous you're gorgeous you're gorgeous you're gorgeous you're gorgeous one person what's the flowers some people don't have a filter in their heads and that that statement like 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 knocked her over and my wife was talking to her about it, which is how I knew about it. And you think about like one little bit of negativity and it washes over all the positivity. That's how it works. One little bit of neck. And we tell people like, don't think that way. Yeah. You can condition yourself to not think that way, but like you come out and one person says that was okay. And that's all you can think about on the way home. You can have, you know, like as they say, they say parents are as happy as their least happy child, right? That's how we're, we're trained. That's how we're built. So the negativity that we experience is not like an equal emotion to the positive. The negativity that we experience is actually going to have a much bigger impact on blocking all of the positive emotions that we need to be successful in this world to be alert, to be positive, to 
access the strength that's waiting for us. All of the, the things that we have needs that excitement, that optimism to draw it out. The, the positive emotions are, are catalysts for using our, our willpower, our strength, our capacity. So when we start talking about the impact of happiness, what we're really talking about is if you're not conditioning a certain level of gratitude and you're allowing the, the world to be interpreted as negative, it's washing over the positive feelings and then it's impacting how you can access the rest of the machine. So the gratitude, it's not just a nice thing. It's the key that opens up everything else. Are we going to talk about this? What's today? Wednesday. Okay. We'll finish this up tomorrow. Hopefully we'll talk about how gratitude impacts, how we can do it. And then hopefully it'll really begin to clarify just how critical this exercise is. This is not like a nice thing. This is not like a thing that we would do in addition. In many ways, this is a gateway move and the research all shows it. This is a gateway move to unlock a lot of the potential that we have that we just can't bring out. All right. Thanks so much. It's an honor to be here with you. And with God's help, I cannot wait to see you again tomorrow.